Hey, everybody. This is Jove Bell, and I'm here today with Andy Marquette, my, my friend and colleague, and this is Writing Shotgun with Dirt Road Books. Hi, Andy. Woo! Hello. Hi. Um, I'm really excited that you're here today because we're going to talk about something that I'm not really an expert on. Like, for me, it's kind of like porn. I know it when I see it, but it's really hard to define. But you actually know. And so we're going to talk about writing in passive voice, why, what it is and why it isn't good. So, um, yeah, I'm excited that we're having this conversation because it's, 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 it's one of those things like I can, I can, I can identify it very, very easily. And I, I can explain kind of why I don't like it, but I'm right. hoping for something a little more, mm, less ethereal. <laughs> so can you, can you start out with explaining <laughs> what passive voice is in writing? And we're talking specifically about, about the importance of fiction here. Yeah. Uh, and literature too. Um, first off, dear listeners, passive voice is not always a bad thing. I mean, for example, if your car is stolen, but nobody knows who did it, then you're going to say my car was stolen. And that's a passive construction, but it it's legit because you don't know who stole your car. Mm -hmm. um, so there are, there are cases in which passive voice is, is perfectly fine. And one of the things that you learn as you write and become a better writer and learn more and more about the craft of writing is when to use it and when to use it effectively. I, one of the things, and Joe, you and I both did this when we were first starting out as writers, we used a lot of passive voice. Sure. So let's define it. Okay. The, okay. the definition, technically, the definition of passive voice, it's a type of clause or a sentence in which an action, usually through a verb or an object of a sentence, is emphasized rather than its subject. So what that means is the subject receives the action of the verb. And it sounds hinky. Like, instead of saying, the girl kicked the ball, you would say, the ball was kicked by the girl. Mm -hmm. So when you see a construction with that was and by the... Well, I think people run into to problems if they're if they've done a lot of like um, business writing or academic writing where everything is done more in a passive voice, right? Like it's it's mm -hmm. a it's a softer sell. But when you're doing when you're doing fiction and you're trying to evoke a sense of action, it becomes very dangerous. Right, and. When you're writing fiction, especially in genre fiction, especially, mm -hmm. you're trying to maintain an active character throughout. So you're going to want to use like your your subject, verb, object situation. She ran down the alley rather than she was running down the alley. Or the alley was run down by her. Right, exactly. <laughs> and one of the, I think Lori Lake has, author Lori Lake has done quite, um, I think she does this on her own blog when she discusses like how to recognize passive voice because one of the most common constructions of passive voice that I see is an author who uses the verb felt in a kind of intransitive sense. Like she felt angry. She felt sad, which is not really showing. It's telling. Mm -hmm. What you want to do is you want to make the reader like really get into that character's head. If you if all you're doing is you're saying, "Oh, she felt sad." Well, okay, what does that look like? What is instead of saying she felt sad, say um, sadness filled her chest and tears sprang to her eyes. You are thus demonstrating what that sadness feels like. 
But using the verb felt, that is one of the most common passive constructions that I see, especially among um, authors who are just starting out. And I was one of those. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. Yeah, felt. It's just like one of those words that you really need to be aware of when you're writing fiction. Felt is a Go double ahead. whammy too, because when you say she felt, you're adding, it's, it's a filter phrase. So you're adding a layer of filter to it also, um, which is something that we, sh- I want to talk about what filter phrases are and why they're bad at another time. So let's just put a pin in that and um, <laughs> put it in the parking lot. Yeah. And then, and then uh, in another podcast, let's you and I discuss that. If that's okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Awesome. Awesome. So, say more things about passive voice. Why do? Why? I'm trying to. Trying to. (laughs) I'm trying to. Because to me, when I read it, it literally trips my brain. Like I'll be reading along, and then I'll hit something that's written in passive passive voice, and then I literally get flung right out of the narrative. and mm-hmm. I think you are the one that actually introduced me to that idea that 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 of all the things you do as a writer, the one thing that that is your absolute obligation is that you need to keep the reader engaged. And when you say when you put together a sentence that no matter how clever you think you're being, if it makes the reader stop and go, what the hell is going on? It's not working. Right. right. right? So can you talk a little bit more about that? Is that possible? But. You know, and again, it, this is one of those things where it takes a while to recognize it. I mean, conventional wisdom says that a passive voice is any construction of the verb to be. Was, is, be, being, been, have, has, had. And again, there are no, it's not completely, completely wrong to use it in some instances. But if you're writing consistently and constantly, in a passive voice, what you're doing is that you're sort of, like you're saying, you're putting a distance between the character and the reader. Mm-hmm. And they're not engaging with the story or with the character because the passive voice, like you say, adds a filter. She felt sad. I mean, that's like you and I are watching TV and I turn to you and I say, hey, she felt sad. It throws you out of the story, right? You're not engaging. But if you look at the screen and the character is sobbing and and she's talking about, oh, this pain, this pain, you're like, you're drawn in to the story rather than the character looking at you and saying, I feel sad. (laughs) Like an automaton. Right? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Right? It's kind of like, you know, that... that extra narrator where the character turns, looks at you and goes, I feel sad. (laughs) <laughs> which, which isn't wrong but it's like okay but what it's it's not in, it's not active the active voice and this is conventional writing wisdom active voice makes your writing stronger yeah. direct and and you guessed it more active the subject is something or it does the action of the verb in the sentence with the passive voice the subject is acted upon by some other performer of the verb Mm-hmm. So, which again isn't bad. If your character is getting beaten up, obviously, then there may be some passive constructions in that particular scene. You know, uh, the man punched me. So, but you're switching the active to the other character. If you say, I was punched by the man, it kind of like it's it's a more awkward sort of construction, and you kind of like look at it and you're not engaging in the story. Mm-hmm. It's 
Well, it's like okay, it's you, like what you said when you when you have an when you have the verb, the object of the action needs to be following the verb, not coming in front of the verb. Right, exactly. And and that's for English speakers. <laughs> like, you know, we're talking about the English language friends because <laughs> Right. Oh yeah. Well, and that's true. I I hadn't even thought about that, right? Because with Latin-based languages, things sentence structure is completely different. So, how much of this is I, I, I've always attributed it to people who are accustomed to doing academic writing or, you know, writing in a, in a business environment, lots of memos and whatnot. Right, but, right, right. But ESL is a totally legit comment. I didn't even think of that. Thank you. So there you go. So, I, I mean, and, and again, there are, there are situations when the passive voice is completely useful and called for. For example, my car was stolen. Yeah, that one's great. And you don't know. I mean, you can't say who stole your car. All you can say is that the car was, in fact, stolen. Mm -hmm. So that's a passive construction. But in terms of writing fiction, it is a perfectly legitimate construction because you are conveying, you, the character are conveying information to the police or you're conveying them to another character. You know, you can't say you, that, you know, Jim stole my car because you don't know who right. stole your car. So in that, in a circumstance like that, obviously... Passive voice is fine. Well, yeah, because you've um, got the the subject of the of the, or excuse me, the object of the sentence is implicit, but the subject is is not given, right? So, um, so okay, let me let me clarify. So you say my car <laughs> my car was stolen. The act the action happened to my car. My car is mm -hmm. the object of the action, but you don't know what the subject is. The second you know the subject, the sentence has to change because you can't say my car was stolen by Jim. That sounds dumb. You say Jim stole my car. Right. Right. There you exactly. go. That was excellent. Thank you. I love it when you say but, things and suddenly things make even more sense it to me. clicks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and, and I want to talk more about that, that verb felt again, because I see that that verb used in a passive sense, like I said, in a lot of writing that um, authors who are just beginning use. I was one of them. I'm owning it right now. Oh, sure. And Lori like was one of the authors who kindly pointed it out to me. Thank you, Lori. And, and that was when I really started paying attention to what the hell. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm looking here at a blog by Cheryl Norman. She calls herself Grammar Cop. This cracks me up. And she has some examples of how, because what passive does is it moves you from a show don't tell, which is the writer's mantra into a tell not showing mm -hmm. so you're telling someone that the character felt sad as we talked about rather than showing the readers how sad the character is through action so she uses this example beth felt saddened by the loss of her beloved cat and, uh, and you know she felt sad mm -hmm. so how do you make that active um, so what grammar cop suggests is the loss of beth's beloved cat saddened her that does turn it more active, but I would go even further, and I would say something like, Beth still grieved her her beloved cat, and every day she would think about or remember something that her cat did. Still grieving. Grieving connotes sadness. Mm -hmm. So a reader instantly knows that Beth is still incredibly upset about this cat. Like, maybe she's looking at, a, you know, the cat's collar. You know, Beth still grieved the loss of her cat, and it was made even more poignant today when she 
found the collar on the counter. Yeah, so and I, that I re- like that a lot. Know, right, and reader immediately knows that she was incredibly saddened by this, right? Mm-hmm. But you didn't use the construction. Felt sad, mm-hmm. still grieving the loss of her beloved cat. You know, Beth. Uh, Put the collar into a box, something, you know, like I keep my dog's collar, you know, in a, in a special place. And so anybody who, who reads that understands immediately that Beth is really grieving this. And you don't use the construction. She felt sad because she lost her cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a tough one to pick up, right? I mean, you don't, you, we use it so much because in conversation with our friends and family, we're like, oh, well, I felt really bad about that. Yeah. Right. It's just automatic. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. When when you're trying to decide whether or not it's okay to use something that's a little less descriptive and and slip into into tell versus show. Right. If that emotion is important, if you're trying to uh, evoke an emotion for a reader, you can never tell them you have to go the extra step and do what you said, where, you know, she finds the collar. She has, you know, stricken with grief and then and then puts it away. Right. Right. That is showing the reader why she's so sad and what what it's doing to her and whatever but if that grief isn't important right if it's not important to the story if it's not going to push the story forward any further in my opinion and you can correct me if i'm wrong on this but in my opinion if it's not going to push the the story further and you don't need the emphasis just have her say she found it you know and and whatever and just have it be just this quick little moment you don't have to belabor it if it's not important to the story Right. It depends on the elements of the story. And and you could have two characters talking about how sad Beth is mm-hmm. about the cat, right? You can say, you know, the next door neighbor may be like, yeah, Beth is really still really torn up about her cat. Still grieving. Um, still, you know, you could have care. You could reveal these emotions through other characters talking or through the character herself talking, you know, Hey Beth, how are you doing today? You know, and, and Beth might, maybe she chokes up and, tears spring to her eyes because she's still thinking about her cat and then the other person could say oh i'm so sorry about the loss of your cat and Mm -hmm. so then the readers are given this information so they know beth is extremely still grieving her cat but you have not once said beth felt sad right yeah see you're smart people if you're writing listen to andy and andy knows <laughs> these are these are mistakes friends that i have made and, and mm-hmm. I, again it's not a mistake these are things that i have done that uh i realized we're, we're not making my writing strong mm-hmm. in fact they sort of weaken your writing and, and again there are places where passive voice it's totally legit to use passive voice mm-hmm. the trick is knowing when to use it in the right instances mm-hmm. and if you are writing through third person central you've got your main character and do a search on on the verb felt in your manuscript and see how often it pops up and in what contexts mm-hmm. most now i'm proud to say i'm pretty sure that most of the time when you see the verb felt in my manuscripts it turns up as a transitive verb as one of it's an action verb and when they're like you know, she's feeling her leg or she's feeling or she's doing sexy times with somebody else and feeling the other person. She's not feeling emotions. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I am. Um, this is something that your editor is going to look for. And I, 
I feel extremely confident pointing it out when I, you know, when I see it, when I'm doing an edit, mm -hmm. but I appreciate this conversation. I appreciate talking about it um, and really defining it for folks. Do you have any, any last words for people on this? For people? Just, I think the, people? the best thing, and Lori Lake has, does this suggestion all the time. She has like words that she searches on in her manuscripts when mm -hmm. she's getting them ready for submission. Doing searches on, like I said, felt, doing searches maybe on was to mm -hmm. see what the context is where was is popping up. That will get you actually used to seeing it, how you use it so that you can recognize it when you're using it too much. Yeah. I I do those searches also for, usually for adverbs though. So, Same. So Let's yeah. talk about adverbs in another show. Yes, we need to. I love adverbs. You know I love adverbs. And then Ad I get smacked down on them when I get edited. They're so. great. But again, like passive voice, there's a time and a place. Right. <laughs> right. So uh, that's it. That's it, dear listener. We are done talking about passive voice. Passive voice is done being talking about talking about by us. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> that, that didn't really work. But that's the point. Passive voice doesn't really work <laughs> in fiction. In most Not fiction. All the time. In most yeah. fiction. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for listening. This is Joe Bell here with Andy Marquette. Uh, we are riding shotgun with Dirt Road Books, and we thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.